I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And this, this is, is the Reimagined Success, Success Podcast. Podcast. We're a husband and wife team who want to make a difference. Keeping up with the Joneses can be exhausting, and we can often lose sight of what we are accomplishing. We're here to reimagine success and to celebrate the steps it takes us to get there. Big or small, we want to showcase success stories that will inspire, motivate, and help propel you towards greatness in your own life. So come reimagine success with us and let's let's go go on on this this journey journey together. together. Welcome back to another Thursday edition of Reimagine Success. We have just come back off of Christmas and are enjoying this time together before New Year's. And in this meantime, we have a fantastic guest for you today. Yes, we have Dr. Sarah Druckman. Woo! <laughs> um, so Sarah is actually a human and animal chiropractor that owns her own practice where she uses a holistic approach to health, including running a yoga studio. Welcome, Sarah. We're so excited. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Wait, uh, we just want to dive right in. So, Sarah, what is your story? How did you become a doctor? Why did you want to become a doctor? So, I I started this mission a very long time ago. Um, I was vegetarian in high school. I always struggled with allergies and eczema, and you know, just some mild health concerns, but. They, they didn't, they weren't major at that point in my life by any means. And, uh, when I went off to college, I moved to Detroit. I wanted to do the big city thing and I studied fashion. I had a clothing company in my early twenties and ran a, uh, manufacturing facility in Detroit. And my health was getting real. It was my, I was getting really rashy from my eczema and just not feeling awesome. And I realized you know, fashion wasn't really in alignment with, with my soul and what I needed to be doing. So I did a 180 and went back to do my pre-med and I wasn't sure of what, what direction I was going to go with my pre-med, but, um, you know, my own journey with health and wellness and fasting and cleansing and nutrition led me to the chiropractic field. I knew that I wanted to do something that supported not only you know, my health and wellness, but some other others as well. That's awesome. That's a, uh, it's really cool that you took stuff that you were dealing with and wanted to find a solution for that. And that therefore it led you into a career path to help other people that may be fighting the same challenges that you did. Exactly. So, so, um, how did you get into the holistic approach to medicine? I always knew I didn't want to be, I didn't believe in this, the solution came in a pill or prescription. I, you know, with, with my own health issues as a kid, they gave, you know, I was on Benadryl all the time and steroids and none of that fixed it. None of it healed me. So that's where I went down that journey to determine what would actually eliminate the symptoms and, and give me true health rather than covering up the symptoms with the prescription. So it really wasn't in alignment for me to become, I looked, I thought about becoming DO because they're a bit more um, holistic than an MD. And um, I I really just wanted to become chiropractic really spoke to me because with chiropractic, I could, I could practice nutrition. I could work with animals if I wanted. I've always been an animal lover and a horse person. It just gave me the ability to the license gave me the ability of a lot of freedom and flexibility to grow and evolve even within that profession. 
So you're saying that pumping people full of drugs isn't the best way to heal the body? <laughs> Not in my experience. <laughs> my, ours either. Yeah, right, right. I mean, there's, there's a time and a place. If I cut my arm off, please send me the doctor. <laughs> right, right. You don't, you don't want to just to try to do yoga with your arm then? Well, I know that, you know, food and our lifestyle and the way that we treat our bodies is a, is a huge thing on how we are going to behave, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so it's really how you treat your bodies and how you feed it and, um, you know, how you care for yourself. Yeah. And I've been, I've been gluten-free over 15 years now. And my father, Actually, when I was a kid, my dad, you see his, um, he, he had these allergies and he, he was an OG basically, you know, he would only eat for a while broccoli and beef because everything, he did his own elimination diet way before it was cool to do an elimination diet, you know, (laughs) before you could buy cassava, everything and gluten-free everything at the local store. Um, my dad went down his own journey and, you know, he was a big influence on my own health. And as a kid, he would literally eat his cereal with water instead of milk. I was like, ew, that's so nasty. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's so gross. I might would just have to eat it dry or cut out cereal altogether. I don't know if I could do it with water. <laughs> well, he knew dairy bothered him, but he um, didn't realize at that point it was the wheat and the gluten. So he had taken like one step in the next direction before I figured out the whole piece of the puzzle. Right. So. Right. And, and also, you know, oat milk and almond milk and the things that we have today was not readily available back then. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm 40. You know, I, I got into this 25 years ago now and um, it, that none of the things that we have available were available back then. <laughs> yeah. It's really come a long way. And a lot of people are really starting to wake up to a lot of these issues and not see them as, Uh, what's the word that I should use? Uh, Maybe (laughs) frou-frou. You know, a lot of times in the past, like anybody who was more health conscious or alternative medicine conscious was considered kind of out there. Or hippies. Yeah. And even chiropractic work has often been seen as maybe uh, whack job medicine stuff, you know, that people don't really subscribe to. So why don't you give us a two minute pitch on why people should have chiropractic work done? Well, so chiropractic care you know, in the mainstream, I would say people best recognize it as a solution for neck and back pain, right? Mm -hmm. Very obviously, it's been researched and proven to help with neck and back pain. But beyond that, the the spinal column is and your vertebrae that surround it, they control the nerves that come out and feed into every organ in the body. So when people see chiropractors as witch doctors that can help with anything, and it's this through, you know, hippie approach, it's because we are able to remove interference with the, with the nervous system and actually allow the nervous system to flow freely to every cell and organ and tissue within the body. So beyond aches and pains, and I'm great at helping with aches and pains. I love I love athletes and aches and pains, but there's so many benefits beyond that that you see um, with removing stress and interference from the nervous system. And um, being an animal chiropractor, more I see that day in and day out, the, the changes it makes immediately in animals um, more quickly than you see in a, in a human typically. So I know that you deal a lot with horses. How, how difficult was that to learn the process to do chiropractic on a horse? And 
how do you know exactly what that horse needs without, you know, like we can tell you, we can say, Hey, our neck hurts, our back hurts. How do you know what to do with a horse? Yeah. It's so funny. I get asked that. Like (laughs) people think it's the most interesting, craziest job in the world. Like every day, if someone, if I tell them I'm a horse chiropractor, like I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. Right. right, Yeah. I didn't, I I didn't until until we were with you and we found out. I was having lunch today and I sat down next to this guy and he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, you know, here we go. (laughs) Uh, So um, the owners are definitely the biggest help when it comes to um, working with an animal because the the majority of the animals that I work with and horses that I work with, they're performance animals. So they're athletes, they're little nuances people see, right? But some of the biggest signs and symptoms of a horse that may need an adjustment, um, they may develop behavioral changes. That's a big one. They might buck, they might nip, they might then be biting at themselves. Like they, they, they're trying to show you their discomfort. Um, they also might drag a hind toe a little bit. They're just not picking up that leg really well. Um, in horses, there's something called a lead. So when they're when they're cantering to one direction, when they're running to one direction, they're supposed to be on a certain lead. They might flip flop their leads and have a hard time maintaining that gait. So th- there's a lot of signs that they may exhibit um, that they may need chiropractic care. And most of the, at this point, my clientele, it's regulars and the owners are, they're optimizing performance and, um, and the vets refer to me, the vets send people my way, you know, this, this horse looks really stiff, you know, can you come out and it looks uneven. It's standing funny. Can you come out and work on it? So we work as a community. I mean, that makes total sense. I would never know what to do with a horse Yeah, or any animal for <laughs> right. that instance. Cause you don't just treat horses. You treat dogs, uh, dogs. And- uh, what, what other kind of animals, uh, would you say are in your resume? So primarily I, I see dogs and horses. I see the occasional cat. I've adjusted. Um, so my office manager rescues possums. So lately I've been adjusting her possums. <laughs> I have worked on show cows or show cattle. Wow. Um, goats. I've worked on pigs. Have you ever I done a bunny? Through. I was going to ask that. I have. It's been a minute since I've done bunnies, but bunnies actually respond really well to chiropractic care. Um, they're very sensitive, like with their gut and their eating and just in general, they're, they're pretty sensitive little creatures and they usually respond really well to chiropractic. Hmm. That's awesome. Cause we actually have two bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you have a bunny. I, I, you bring them over. <laughs> <laughs> I love bunnies. <laughs> I like to just be weird animals. Honestly, if, if, if I could get in with a zoo, you know, I would be very happy. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> so I know you do a lot of meditation as well in your practice. Um, and you, your whole approach is very holistic. Um, so what, um, what has helped you achieve more success using meditation in your own personal life? I would say centering just the this the aspect of centering and grounding i'm a leo i'm very fiery i have add i'm i'm all over the place and meditation allows me to to create space in my mind and my body for success yes. and for the step if i don't slow down I, it's very easy for me to get caught up in the day to day and not, and to not slow down and not 
take that time for myself. And if I don't sit down and meditate or do yoga or sit in a quiet space for five minutes, then I, I don't give back to myself and I don't create space for creativity and for new projects and for even um, prioritizing prod projects and goals and, you know, things that I'd like to accomplish. <clears throat> I, I find it interesting, especially in, in alignment with alignment, see what I did there with <laughs> chiropractic work. Uh, you know, most people would say, yeah, it's important for my back to be aligned. It's important for my neck to be aligned correctly, but they don't think about um, your chakras. And this is something that I've just recently discovered in this past year uh, through meditation and exploring this whole world is that we have these chakras inside of us and it's a part of who we are as people. And those have to be just as aligned as our physical properties mm -hmm. or it's else we'll be, we'll be mentally out of whack and it'll cause us trouble within our bodies. Uh, how much work do you do with the chakras and trying to balance those with people or even with yourself? So in general, my chiropractic practice is my, is very, um, I am very biomechanical, right? I am very muscle and joint oriented within my practice, but I do, I am a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, I am very aware of the chakras. I do preach on the chakras. <laughs> I do speak to my clients about, um, there's other techniques in chiropractic that are very energy based and probably do more with chakras in general while the, the patient's on the table. Um, I just, I'm really good at <laughs> musculoskeletal work. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do, um, I do, I, I talk more about the chakras to people. I, I bring awareness, right? I, I have a bowl, a sound bowl, a Tibetan singing bowl in my office. Um, and I have done sound work with, a, with clients while they're on the table. Um, but it is something in chiropractic, we have three, three major things that can affect the body and the nervous system and health is thoughts, traumas, and toxins. So I, I, I bring that into my practice every day with all of my patients and the, my yoga practice and my yoga journey and chakras and energy have been one of the most important things um, to me as a healer to bring awareness to my clients with, because if you are, have a job that you hate, and you go there every day and then you go home to your spouse that you're not crazy about every day and you are just in this cycle and your neck hurts every single day and no matter i have patients like this i've seen them forever but mm -hmm. you got to make changes in your life right mm -hmm. you got like your 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 neck pain is not it's not your body it's it's your metaphysical it's it's your thoughts, it's your routine, it's all these things that, it's this energy, this stagnation that's manifesting in your life that you aren't able to overcome because you're not making the changes to get that out of your life. So I can adjust you all day, every day, but if you're not relieving the source of, you know, what's, what's causing it, and it's not always a bad pillow or your job or a car accident, it, it can be 100% you blocking chakras right if your yeah. root chakra the base of the spine if your root chakra is blocked and you don't have good energy flowing through there then you have issues in your home and your finances and being grounded so how do we what do we need to change and correct to to get you past that
I love that you do that so much because we, that's what our life is about. It's about, you know, having everyone be successful and be successful in your own way and creating your journey and your own personal path and discovering who you are and why you're here and what is your purpose. Yeah. And a lot of that leads back to how are you taking care of yourself, not mm -hmm. just physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually and, and really putting in the work. And I, and I, I get what you were saying. You can't really do that for people. You can, you can crack their back and adjust their neck, but you can't make them do the work on the inside. People have to be willing to do that work themselves in order to really make changes in their lives. And so you can only really treat the symptoms and encourage them to treat the problems. So I, I would imagine that would maybe get frustrating watching people every day going through the same garbage because they refuse to make good strides in their uh, emotional, physical, uh, spiritual lives on their own. You know, yes and no. I don't know. I, I honestly, um, everyone's on their own journey, right? And I can, yeah. I can urge them and I can, you know, we, we had, we don't have currently have a Reiki practitioner in my office, but we did. And I would if I saw, if, if, you know, if I was like, oh my gosh, you need some energy work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would send them down the hall to my Reiki practitioner. We, at this point, I have a great referral list and I have a great group of resources. And I, I definitely try to, there's energy workers I work with. You know, we have the yoga studio. I have massage. We've got biohacking. I've got functional medicine doctors. Um, you know, I, I can point people in the right direction, right? That's all as a healer. They say as a healer, it's not our job. We can't, I can't heal you. It's not my job to heal you, but I can give you the tools that you need to heal yourself. Right. So yeah. that that's where if, if you're not making changes, it's, it's, it can, you know, yes, maybe in all honesty, it can be a little frustrating. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have them coming back over and over and over again. And you're like, just fix yourself. <laughs> Are you even listening? <laughs> we, call that, we call that job security. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> hey, at least you're not poisoning them like Big Pharma does. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not just writing them a script that's going to interact with another script that's going to interact with another right. script. Right. Right. Cause more and more and more problems. Um, so I know that you left the fashion world. I know you started off in that and pursued this life as a doctor. What sacrifices did you make? And more importantly, what sacrifices did it make on your relationships through becoming a doctor? I mean, it was, I, I went back to school. I think I started my pre-med when I was 28. I had a bachelor's degree and two minors. I, you know, I don't think I ever really knew what I wanted to do with my life. So I studied it all. Um, so I went back to school when I was 28, I had to do all my pre-med and I actually started pre-algebra just so I could get into all the science classes. And I wasn't sure. I was looking at acupuncture and oriental medicine. I was looking at uh, becoming a veterinarian, uh, osteopathic doctor or chiropractor, basically. So I knew coming from fashion, I'd have to have a really good GPA in order to um, become a veterinarian or any sort of doctor. So I, I ended up with like a three nine something. Um, nice. Awesome. I moved, I moved home when I was uh, 28 for about a year and a half and I did my pre-med and then I moved down to Georgia and, and started chiropractic school. And I mean, it was definitely a long journey because I was, you know, there's all these students in chiropractic school that are like 23 and they just went 
it's just such a different life. I already had a life and mm -hmm. I'm 30 and I'm back in school. And, you know, I, I look at it, you know, at this point as a business owner and I'm investing and, you know, you guys had my boyfriend Kyle on the show, but, um, you know, it's hard not to feel a little behind at some points because it's like, man, if I had graduated, became a chiropractor at 25, I'd have a decade more, you know, I'd have all this experience under my belt already. So mm -hmm. um, it did, it was just a different path, you know, with, with relationships and everything too. I moved out of state from my family. I got married and divorced um, in chiropractic school and shortly thereafter, um, I, I was, I've, I'm very committed to my, my business and being a doctor and I love what I do. So it, it's a very different lifestyle than if I had been 22, went to school, graduated, met someone, got married, had some kids, you know, it's, it's for a woman, especially, I, I just saw a stat, I think like only 50 or 60% of females are practicing in chiropractic after five years. Oh, wow. So wow. most women don't, don't last long term in chiropractic so it's it's been a it's been a bit of a a journey but i i you know i've got the student loan debt and all that but i wouldn't change it for anything like i'm it's the best decision i ever made and and like you said earlier you know everyone has their own journey and this is your journey and we are a show about not keeping up with the joneses we are about what is best for your journey and I want to take all of that off the table. I want to take having kids at a certain age, getting married at a certain age, going to college at a certain age, all of it off the table. It's mm -hmm. whatever your journey is and wherever you want to see yourself go. And I want to celebrate you for just going back to school and doing now what you love to do. And I see you're so passionate, especially when you come home and you just finished with these horses and you are just so passionate about what you do. And that is what life is about. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, especially starting at 28, going to med school, most people would be like, there's no way I could just start going to med school at 28. <laughs> but you did it and you're being very successful at it. And you are definitely an inspiration to our listeners who might be wrestling with the fact that, that they might be stuck in a job where they're not super happy. Mm -hmm. They might be stuck doing something that they thought, well, I've already gone to college for this. So I guess I've got to keep doing this for the rest of my life. You don't. You, you literally have so many years left of your life at any age like we're uh you know in our late 30s early 40s area time frame all of us and and literally if we wanted to start another career today we still have at least 20 more years in the workforce and people forget that they think that oh well i've already started this and i'm already on my journey and it'd be too much trouble to start over now you got your entire life that you've already lived in the grown-up workforce to do all over again you might as well be happy while you're doing it and pursue something that you love and that you're passionate about and that you can help people or whatever it is that's in your heart like you're doing so we think that that's really awesome thank you i knew with when i went into chiropractic you know i i i had a huge interest in nutrition right mm -hmm. i didn't even know that i could do animal chiropractic until i was in school so as soon as i found that out, i was like well i'm that's awesome that that okay i can do nutrition check i can do uh i can work with animals check because i've been a horse person my whole life so 
and I, and, and the, the nice thing about what I do is it can always evolve and that and with any profession, right? Like I personally, like I may not adjust horses my entire life. It's very physical. It's, 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 it's hard work, right? I don't know if I'll do it when I'm 60 years old. I'm, I might be sitting on a beach mm-hmm. doing something else, you right. know? And, and that's what I like about it is that it, it, I can, it can always evolve. Like you don't have, and, and with anything, especially now with the internet and you know, that makes me sound a hundred, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was seven, I graduated high school at 17. I started college right when I turned 18. I didn't have a clue what I, I should have had a gap year. And mm-hmm. in like all reality career paths were so it's like, go to school, go to school and go get a job. Right. Like, now there's kids on TikTok making more than, you know, 50-year-old surgeons. Right. <laughs> yep. That is very true. <laughs> we, we tell our kids all the time, don't just go to school because you, you're supposed to. Like, if you need to take time off and figure that out before you waste mm-hmm. tens of thousands of dollars, some schools hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, there's no reason to rush into that these days. And the college education that was pushed on our generations just doesn't hold up anymore in today's world. And it's not as necessary. Not saying people shouldn't go to college. Obviously, if you want to be a doctor, you need to go to college. But these kids who are just going to school and majoring in business because they don't know what else to do, that's not benefiting anybody. Exactly. You know, and you know, we do, we always tell the kids just to do what they want to do as far as, you know, whenever they are ready to do it. Like your 20s are really to learn who you are. Your 30s are to grow into the person you are. And your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s is really to live as you are. And I feel like that, you know, we need to make sure that everyone knows that there is no timeline. <laughs> I agree. My 20, like my 20s, I had a blast. I was living in Detroit. I toured with a band. Uh, you know, what I band? had. I used to host fashion shows. Like I had a lot. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. What, what band did you tour with? I'm just curious. So their their name is Adult. It's a husband and wife post punk electronic duo. Hmm. And it's funny because I was I was a fan. I'm like I was like a fan, and then I met I then I then I met them. We became really 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 good friends, and I, they were older than me a bit. Not not too much but I we joked there with my mom and dad you know there's this married <laughs> stable couple and I'm in Detroit like little wild thing so but we I toured uh the U.S. Europe and did Mexico City with them so you know that's an experience how many people mm-hmm. can say right I, I don't have maybe I didn't get married and have kids and I don't have you know a million dollars in the bank but I traveled the world and I went to Europe for six weeks when I was 19 by myself, you know? So it's like, I, I've, I've done a lot within my twenties was all exploration and fun. And, you know, success doesn't equal a million, a million dollars in the, in the bank. Success equals your adventures, your experiences, everything wrapped into one. And that's what we really want to show on this show. That it doesn't matter about how much you have in your bank account. Success is how happy you are with your life. Yeah, it's getting yeah, to the end of your life. What's that? I said it's getting to the end of your life and looking back and saying, you know what? I don't have regrets because I did the things that were in my mind and in my heart to do. And you you know that you did what was best for you. Exactly. You could work your whole life and be miserable and happy. You could be the 
monetarily richest person in the world and have no happiness to show for it. So, right. And then, and I, when I did fashion in my twenties, I got to a point with, with it where I was at a turning point. It was like, okay, either I move to New York or LA and get a job that pays nothing and live in a city and do the, do this like for someone else, or I really dig down into the business. And I just realized I didn't, the lifestyle didn't suit me and I didn't want it bad enough. I was like, this just is not, it's not what I want and I don't see it long term. And I also realized some of the, you know, I was a little wild. I was like, if I continue on this path, I'm going to be 40 and who knows, right? Like, <laughs> Either I was gonna be bartending or I was gonna be very, 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 very successful. But I just knew that it was, it wasn't resonating with me. And out my, I had a rash. I had eczema. It's like I was not. That is not success and happiness. You know, is mm -hmm. <laughs> my body was telling me like, screaming at me not to make changes. So, um. So Sarah, what um, successes? stories do you have recently that you would like to share and celebrate? Well, I just had, um, we just had a $50,000 month in business, which Ooh, I was, congratulations. That's kind of a milestone that I was, I didn't think we'd hit it this year and we did. So I was super excited to hit that. Um, you know, I, I expanded my office a year ago and it's at a place now where it just feels I've got an amazing team and staff and we're just like, like, I'm really excited for next year. Um, I just feel like we're in a great place. And to me right now, success is coming from a place of abundance and flow and not pushing and driving and grinding because I've been hustling for like years to get where I'm at. And now I'm at a place where I know I'm in a good place and I, it's, I'm not coming from, I still get stressed, <laughs> but we I all do. <laughs> I I'm coming from a place more of security and, um, expertise and I know like it's not it's not scary there's moments where it's been really scary and I'm like I just I'm like okay we got this like I'm yeah. good you know, we, we pivoted we pivoted through COVID we pivoted through staff changes I had a partner I lost the partner and I just had my best month you know so mm -hmm. I'm like we're I'm good next year I'm gonna I can say no to what doesn't work, yes. I can find soon, and I, I want to just enjoy it. Like that, I'm at the place, and that's success for me right now is being able to enjoy my business and being able to enjoy where we're at and being grateful for where we're at and breathe. And then, you know, I'm doing some coaching programs, and I want to launch some new things in 2023, 2022. I'm not. I have no, I have like no aspirations. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels really good. I'm like, this is amazing. Like to me, that's success, right? Okay. Yeah, like, right. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. I can choose. I can choose whatever I want right now. That is wonderful. And that is success. 
Yeah. It's freedom. Freedom is the ultimate success. Yes. Well, Sarah, uh, so a lot of our listeners are from all over the country, all over the world. world. Uh, However, if you are in the Atlanta, Georgia area, specifically Alpharetta, you can find Sarah's practice. So why don't you give everybody a plug about your practice, your social media, uh, where they could find you, how they could get in touch with you if they wanted to speak to you about anything they heard today. Perfect. Yeah, my practice is Alpharetta Wellness Collective. It's in downtown Alpharetta, Georgia. we also have the Zen Den is the yoga studio aspect. Both of those, we're online, of course, we're on the internet. I'm rebranding and relaunching the website and probably by the end of January. Um, we're really active on Instagram. That's probably where, we're, where we do our best work. Uh, my, my personal Instagram is Dr. Sarah Druckman, all one word, Dr. Sarah Druckman. Uh, the, the practice is Alfred Wellness Collective. And then we have the Zenden. So those are our Instagrams. Um, I am launching my first retreat. It's just a weekend retreat in the North Georgia mountains, but that's in a few weeks. So really excited about that. I just put that up on Instagram today. Um, I'm teaming up with another yoga teacher to do that. And, um, you know, hopefully I was planning another retreat right before COVID hit in Costa Rica, yoga and surfing. Mm. Um, Ooh. But yeah, I think we got to start planning that again. So well, let you know, us know when you plan that. We'll try to sign up for it. That sounds I will. amazing. I, yeah. I know. I, together. <laughs> and we'll, um, we'll definitely, uh, North Georgia Mountain sounds cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be doing a couple of year now. You know, I just had to break the seal. That's how yeah. it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Just yep. It and let's then go, they'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. Just got to get one under your belt and then it'll just roll. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so- Great. And yeah, feel free if anyone wants to reach out to me. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to, to share any insight that I may have that could be helpful. Yes, definitely. If you guys want to reach out to Sarah, please do. Um, you have been such an amazing guest. We have learned so much and I have chill bumps from all the inspiration that I have from you. <laughs> yes, you are definitely oh. our people. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here with us today, Sarah. And um, we will definitely bring you back on the show if you have any more success stories for next year. Yes. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Wow, what a great interview. That really uh, connected with me on so many different levels. Oh, yeah, me too. Life is really a journey. And, you know, Sarah just goes to show that it doesn't matter the age, where you are in life, you can change your journey at any moment, no matter if you're in, stuck in a, a job, stuck in a relationship, change your journey and make your success for yourself. Right. The thing you should always ask yourself is, can I spend the next 20 years doing what I'm doing today and be happy? And if the answer is no, then why wait? Start right now changing that situation, changing your life and going after the things that make you the most happy. Yes, change is hard, but if you step through it and you work through that distress, the other side is gonna be so beautiful. Yeah, you don't have to be a slave to the known. Jump into the unknown and find out all the good things on the other side. Yes. So we are so excited that you tuned in and we have another amazing episode coming out next Thursday. So for that, this is Reimagine Success signing off. This has been a Creative Global Entertainment production. Did you get motivated? Do you feel inspired? 
Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses anymore, and don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram at Pod. Email us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com and let us know what your successes are. New episodes every Thursday at reimaginesuccesspod.com. So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.